Tonight, we are talking all things social media marketing. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great time. Stay tuned. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now. To the Better Your Business Show, I'm Natalie, your host, and my PIC, the coach for business herself, Miss Shanna Mavis. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> Tonight we are talking about digital growth through heartfelt social strategies. And I am super excited about this conversation. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are, or I guess a lot, well, people, but business owners specifically are using social media. And so it's really just um, digging into how do we use it more effectively? How do we make sure that what we're doing is working? Um, I hear that a lot from business owners. They're, they're posting, maybe not consistently, but even when they are posting consistently, they're not seeing the results that they're expecting. And so I really want to have that conversation um, tonight to help us understand so that we're not just spinning our wheels, wasting our time, right? Yeah, exactly. Not just posting to post. I was yeah. laughing about this because, you know, it's like they have that big, you know, the, the joke on social media is welcome to the dark side over here. We make money on social media, right? <laughs> so I'm excited about it because it's true. If you're going to be spending your time there, I know for most people that are posting that their business or, you know, their independent contractors or whatever, they do want to convert those to sales. But most people are just throwing that spaghetti noodle against the wall and hoping it sticks. And so hopefully this will help them get clarity on if they need to shift. Or, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, too, is maybe they're doing a great job. Maybe we're doing a great job. Obviously, I'm going to be taking Jordan's feedback tonight, too. Right. <laughs> and, you know, maybe it's just more time in the game. I was thinking I was looking at um, name's Lori, something I forget her last name. She was talking about she had her podcast for five and a half years before she even started getting recognized. Now, you know, she's everyone. Well, I can't remember her last name. Everyone knows who she is, right? But she's big in her in her um, industry. That took her five and a half years of just being consistent and doing the work. And I sent you that thing today, right? And it said, if you've posted more than 21 podcasts, you're in the top 1%, which we were recognized last year for being in the top 1% of business podcasts. So, um, you know, maybe it's just that confirmation of just keep doing what you're doing. The harvest is coming, coming, keep planting the seeds, you're doing the right thing. So she knows her stuff so good. I enjoyed our pregame conversation with her. I mean, she has over 20 years experience in her field. She's worked on some big movies that people were, are familiar with, right? The Lord of the Rings trilogy, oh, The wow. Voice. She worked on Cards Against Humanity, which we owned you own that, Shiva. <laughs> I knew you did. You know who introduced me to that was Fitzroy, too, of all people. <laughs> um, but yeah, over 20 years. And I actually reached out to her on social media because she talks a lot about visual branding. And I noticed her visual branding and her showing her before and after. So for clients, she was doing a brand challenge. And so she's practicing what she's preaching. The results are there, right? She's just not um, coming on social media and saying, hey, right? She's really doing it and showing the proof of that. So she's an expert in her field. So we have Jordan Duvall with us with Ignite Your Soul Brand. So Jordan, welcome to the Better Your Business Show. 
Did you, did we got, can you hear us? Can you, oh, I can hear you. Can you add me? Okay, yeah, we got yes. you. <laughs> hey, we're happy that you're here to talk marketing. I love this subject. Oh, I, we lost her. Uh-oh. Well, we've had her for 35 minutes, no challenges, I thought. <laughs> I thought my internet again. Okay. I'm going to put her back over here. Up. Okay. Why we're going to bring her back. Hello. Yeah, Yay. Okay. All right. <laughs> there she is. All right. So Jordan Duval, and I put your, your website on there um, as well. Oh, awesome. So that people can go Thank in you. and learn more about you. And I know that you have a, um, oh my gosh, I want to say product guide. I know that's not what it's called. Um, on your site, you have a free, some type of guide, I thought. A freebie? Yeah, um, I have a guide. I have the brand essence, a brand essence guide. Brand essence guide. Yes. So. I thought that was really cool. If anyone wants to go over to your site and get your uh, brand essence guide, and that way they can check that out and you know use that towards what you're doing. So tell us a little bit about you. I, and I, I was dying when I saw the Star Wars trilogy. Did you, or I mean, the Lord of the Rings? Did you know that, Shanna? No, I was shocked when you said it. This was my first time hearing about it, and I was like, okay, I've heard it. While I've not watched them, I've heard of it, right? <laughs> Natalie, you know that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like it is a global phenomenon. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I had the, I had the pleasure to work on Lord of the Rings and Shrek and Memoirs of a Geisha and um, The Voice. Just so many amazing projects. That's great. And so is that what so what act what made you um, get into the role you're in now? So, you know, I started my business about seven years ago. And, you know, really wanted to, you know, really started from wanting to be location independent because wanted to raise my family somewhere outside of LA that valued, you know, more fam. Oh, did I go out? I guess no, just me. Good. Oh, then, okay. Um, the valued, um, the valued family more. And so really looked around to figure out like what was another place that we could move. But because I was from Los Angeles and I was designing movie posters, there really wasn't much latitude of where to go. So I knew that if I wanted to be able to, um, you know, raise my family elsewhere, I needed to create a business that could be portable. And so that really was the impetus to figure out, well, how do I take all these skill sets that I know from marketing and advertising and branding and design and photography and hair and makeup uh, and strategy and put it all together so that, you know, I could create a business that would give me more freedom. I love it. And so obviously you're doing that <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you're making a difference for um, all these people, helping them with their marketing, using what you've known. So, and I know we asked this before, but I think it's so important. What do you see as the biggest challenge that people are having when they're starting their marketing? Well, I think, you know, there's, there's lots of different facets to it, but I think ultimately, you know, as business owners, we sign up, once you become a business owner, you sign up to be you know, the mad hatter and you're wearing all the hats. And so where if maybe you had a job, you were doing one specific thing. Now you're expected to do all of these different roles, right? You're now the copywriter and the graphic designer and the tech VA and all of these things. And, you know, we're not all skilled in all these different areas. We have our area of expertise. And so a lot of times when people are out there and they're, you know, doing their own brand and they're launching themselves out there, there's a lot of like trial and error that goes on through the discovery process and it's like a public trial and error, right? And so yeah. you're trying, you're trying on all these things 
while you're out there and you're promoting yourself. And it's like one day you're this and one day you're that. And it can be confusing to your audience. And so, you know, I think that that is the biggest challenge is that people can tend to use their emotions to drive their decisions around how they present themselves versus being very strategic of, you know, who am I? Who am I targeting? What's my positioning? What is my messaging? What is my offer? And then leading with that and being more intentional with that versus just kind of like winging it and just not really taking the seriousness of how it affects people's perception of your business. Yeah. I wish you hadn't, you know, I feel shamed for winging it. <laughs> um, but, the, but it's, it's, I know that when we were talking before the show, it was just something that all of the things that you mentioned, there were several things that you mentioned and it's, it's a nightmare for people like me because I hate thinking about a font choice. And I remember <laughs> I'm listening right. to you and I'm just like, yeah, I hate that because there's a million different choices and I don't know what looks good, right? I mean, I, I can look at something and I can be like, oh, okay, I like that. But I don't necessarily know how that's going to impact the end user. Right. Um, you know, so it's it's just like writing a whole, you know, professional letter in Comic Sans, right? You know, you're taught, hey, don't do that. <laughs> that does not look good. But um we go into business without really any guidelines like that without right you know, or you're looking online and for every article you see that says do one thing this way there's another one that says don't do that right so there's information all over the place how do you help business owners or what what can business owners do to kind of like cut through all of that well, I mean, one option is to, you know, hire a professional. That's, that's, you know, they're going to guide you. But if you're going to do it on your own, I think it's, you know, you have to make the decision and stick with it, right? It's like, give yourself a week to play and experiment offline <laughs> and then decide. And you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to go out with, right? Because I think that, you know, changing your fonts and changing your colors and trying this graphic and trying that graphic, it just, it gives this very, you know, disconnected, um, creates a lot of lack of cohesion and consistency. And then, you know, tactically that's what's happening, but subconsciously your audience is like, they're different. It's a different all the time. Like what, what do I, what is this really? How can I trust this business? Right? So I think that's really a key thing to realize is that through that constant changing and that shifting, you're actually eroding the trust in your business. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so it was interesting because for myself, the last three years I paid for someone, well, not the last three years, but the first year and a half we were in the pandemic, I paid for social media marketing and, and, and all that stuff. And I was working on my website site and what, because I'm curious on your feedback on this. As, as I was working on things, one of the things that I discovered is I wasn't clear what I wanted my brand to be, be like necessarily, right. right? Like they were coming back with suggestions for me and nothing really kind of felt like me. And, and I felt like he had done so much, you know, he asked me so many questions about me that I was really kind of shocked. Like, what kind of music do you mm -hmm. listen to? And was all these different questions. And I still felt like I didn't hit. So even afterwards, I was definitely the person who was changing her brand online. Now I justified it with, I didn't have a lot of followers yet. <laughs> so thank you for putting it with my growing pains, but you know, it took me a little while to kind of find who find who I felt who I felt I was, I guess, during that process. And I don't even know 100% if I still know what that is. I think I'm definitely more clear on a branding perspective. I know my voice. Um, I know 
that I like a type of minimalistic vibe, but it took me a little while to get there. Um, and I don't know if you have experience. Well, and I think also your brand, I mean, especially with personal brands, right? It's different if you're like doing a, you know, a tech, like a software or a widget or something like that. But if you're a service provider, you're a consultant, you're a coach, uh, you're, you know, you're a creative, you're, there's like an element of you that is woven into the brand over time. It's going to grow and have its own life, right? It's like kind of like having a baby, but it is, it does stem from you. And I think that one thing that a lot of business owners and creatives, like where the disconnect comes from is that the creative is trying to give their interpretation of the person instead of drawing out of the person what's already there. Because the brand already exists, right? It's already woven into who this person is, right? What their vision is, their colors. And this is the work that I do inside of, you know, we do inside of our, my company is that we're drawing out that subconscious map that's already there and teaching you how to give it form. And I think that a lot of times creatives don't understand how to bring that out. And that's where the disconnect comes from because they're like, trying to gather what they want and they're giving their interpretation instead of allowing it to be sort of almost like a co-creation and guiding the client and pulling it out and then using their talent to mold that vision. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to, I'd love to talk a, a little bit more about social media um, because there are so many different platforms out there um, and you mentioned, I know, pre-show, you were talking about storytelling, right? And, and we, we've had someone on to talk about branding and storytelling, but with all of the platforms, how do you know which one is the right one to tell your story? It's a great question. I think, you know, one, you have to think about what do you enjoy? I think it really comes down to that, right? If you love Instagram, you're going to really enjoy being on Instagram. If you love Facebook or vice versa, if you really don't like something, I think that it's really key to understand what you like because it's going to be something you need to be present on, you know, almost every day. So that's really key. And then thinking about like, well, what are the tactical and strategic things that go into building that platform, right? Like Instagram, there's a lot of layers. You've got stories and reels and, um, you know, videos and all of these things. So you want to understand that. And also, you know, where does your person live? You know, if you're dealing with maybe more business owners or people in corporate, you know, maybe LinkedIn's your spot. If you're dealing with more, um, you know, like maybe there's like an age demographic, right? Like if your target audience is younger, maybe they're on TikTok. If they're older, maybe they're on Facebook. So it's thinking about those tactical things. But I think at the root, it's like, what do you enjoy spending time on? Like that should be like the main deciding factor. And then you can work out like, what are the, you know, what is the like algorithm like tricks to make this work? What if it's none of them? I was going to say, well, I've never heard anybody say that before, Jordan. I love that so much. Like, which one do you like to be on? So I don't have to be on all of them is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, if it's none of them, I mean, so there was a world where people generated business without using social media. So then you need to get creative. Right. Maybe you're going and doing speaking events, you're going to networking events. You know, if you really hate social media, then you got to get creative and use some old fashioned ways. Maybe you're getting magazine ads. Uh, maybe you're doing cold calls that, you know, social media is a really amazing tool. I think one thing that I've noticed 
just in my own journey is I think that especially if you're the face of your business, there's a lot of pressure to like share so much about your life. And it's like, I mean, maybe do you really need to share that about your life in order to be someone that somebody wants to hire? Right. So I think being able to set up boundaries of what is private and what is public can create a feeling of safety. So you don't feel this like attack all the time of I need to share everything about my life all the time in social media and just be on all the time. And I think that that can be really draining. Yes. Such a great point. I love that you brought that up. That is such a great point. Yeah. Cause I'm one that you know, Natalie knows this. Um, I I'm just not on social media. I, I like I I'm on every platform. Right. Um, yeah. Because friends and family and, you know, all of the good things, but it's not my a daily habit of mine. And so um, we've had to work out for the show. It's just like, okay, I'll go on this day and I'll go on that day so that I can, you know, right. repost or reshare. And But I rely heavily on her. Um, the marketing that I'm doing for my company, for my business, I have a digital marketing agency that's handling all of that for me because it's just not something that I enjoy. And I know that I'm not, that's not right my passion. It's not my skill set. And I don't want to spend my hours doing that, right? I'd rather be working with people, talking to people, trying to figure out how to um, do, like you said, you know, what events can I go? And because I'm a face-to-face -face type of person, um, I don't trust a lot of social media as well. And so what I'd love to talk about is, you know, you said building that trust, you're destroying it by continuously changing your brand. But are there specific ways that you can talk about where you can build your trust so that we can rely on you, that? We're not you cut out for a second. Can you say that last part again? Yeah. So that um, I guess I'm just looking for uh, strategies or tactics where business owners can really start to instill trust in um, their social media presence, uh, because a lot of us are so familiar with the Instagram life, right? Um, you're just putting right. on your best face, everyone's happy and smiling. And then, you know, as soon as the camera's off, you know, you're at each other's throats. Um, we all right. know people like that. And so it's just looking, how do you as a business owner um, instill trust in your brand? Well, I think, you know, if we kind of remove the, the, the confines of business, what makes you trust something, right? Whether it's like a person or business, Typically, it's reliability, it's consistency, right? It's so you know what you're going to get. Like if I'm out in a foreign country and I want to get a coffee and I see a Starbucks and I see something else that looks kind of sketchy, chances are I may go to the Starbucks even though it's not like, you know, cultural and like new in this place I'm at because I know that I'm going to get what I got over here, right? It's a consistency. It's that trust. Um, so I think that's, sort of like thinking bigger picture of, you know, well, how, how can you create consistency in social media, right? Like, you know, maybe you don't want to go on three times a day, but you could show up every Monday or know that you're going to post this time, this time. So I think it's really being honest with yourself of like, what can I consistently do and show up and make it a no matter what, because this is important to my business. And I think that again, 
if you think of yourself, right, as the, like you're the social media manager until you hire someone, if you're, you hired a social media manager and they were supposed to go and post this time, this time and do these things. And then they're just like, nah, not really in the mood today. I can do it. It's cool. You'd fire them. <laughs> so you have yeah. to be the person that you would want in your business. So, you know, be honest, like what can you really stick to consistently? Right. And I, over time, have people help me do the posting. Like I create the content, but they actually post it. So big picture, maybe you have someone help you. But if you're doing it yourself and you're like, I can consistently post two times a week. Great. Start there because one, you're building trust in your audience and you're also building trust in yourself that you're following through with your word and you're making it non-negotiable. And so I think that's really huge. So that I think would be one piece. And then, you know, that's like sort of, um, showing up consistency. And then if you can have visual consistency, it's even better, right? Like you're using the same colors, you're using the same fonts, right? Maybe you have, you know, if you've had a branch, you, you have similar images. So again, it builds that trust, right? And I think that's really important because then people know that they can rely on you, right? And if somebody's going to invest in you, they want to know that they're going to get what they pay for. Yeah. I love that example of the Starbucks. That's so true. I mean, that was just a great way yeah. to explain it. You know what you're going to get. When I think too, it's a mindset thing too, you know, looking at it is a connection. And I think that was one thing. I think a lot of business owners, a mistake they make is they're like, I'm just going to post stuff out and everyone's going to come and chase me down. <laughs> yeah. and that's just never been my experience, right? It's like, build it. It's like post it and they will come. It doesn't work like that. I think that that's just a lot. <laughs> well, maybe after you're consistent for a while, right? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I mean, I've been consistent for seven years, you know, and before that I had a network marketing business and I still reach out to people. Like right. I have conversations going with people. I'm building relationships with people. Yeah. And I think that a lot of business owners don't realize that that's, I mean, saying, you know, I don't want to be on social media. Great. How do you think most business happened before social media? Like relationships, right? Connecting, networking, referrals. So it's no different. It just happens to go through a screen now, right? And I think that a lot of times people don't think they have to get their hands dirty and get in there and get to know the people and have conversations with them. And that, that to me, like that, I, we really value that. I mean, not your soul brand is really getting to know the people in our audience that, you know, eventually some of them turn into clients and having that relationship, like at least for me, when I get in as the creative director, I have a good sense of who they are because, you know, I've built a relationship with them. And I think if people can, look at it from that perspective. Like I had to reframe my time that I spend in social media. Like this is my relationship building time. And then it became fun for me as opposed to like, I have to go return messages or I have to go do this. Mm -hmm. Changing that shifted it for me and made it more fun for me. Yes. Shanna. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh man. On social media. <laughs> you make it sound so easy. <laughs> but yeah, it really is. A, I, I, so I know the um, because I never really thought it about can it. Be. Yeah, it, I never really, I never really looked at it as building relationships with people. Um, 
I, again, because of my mistrust, um, the whole right. thing, but I build relationships outside of that. That's, you know, and, and relied on word of mouth, but it's so powerful if you can do all of it. And so that's, you know, Natalie and I've talked and, and I have stepped up my game a little bit, um, <laughs> but I know that there's still more to do. And like one of the platforms where we have our community, where we're growing our community that I love when I see an email come in because I'm like, Ooh, okay. I can go there. And I know that I'm talking to a person live. I'm not just talking at someone. Um, and that was the other thing that I was feeling like was just, you know, a lot of what I'm seeing there businesses are just talking at me, talking at me, talking at me. And it's exactly, like, exactly. And I mean, just to, again, if we remove the confines of like business and social media, if you went to a party and somebody was like, just talking at you and they're like, why are you not interested in me? You're like, cause you're not paying attention to me. You don't care. You're just talking about yourself. You're just like basically ego driven. Expect me to kowtow to you. It's the same thing when you're just posting and you're like, why is nobody reaching out to me? Well, because you need to go make the first move. <laughs> like, yes, go out there and say hello. You. Be social on social media. How <laughs> Comment on them. It's called social media. There's a reason that engagement is the like, is goal, right? You have to engage with people. And if you're just out there talking and expecting everyone to come to you, you're just delusional. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a perfect time for us to take a break. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go into the Jessica. Yeah, for a commercial break. <laughs> yeah. You got no, that left right at that moment too, Jordan. They were like, it's yes. so true. <laughs> it is so true what you're saying. But um, right now we want to take a look at the Jessica business segment. Um, we've got a company. It's a little bit long of a video, guys. Normally we try to keep it within a minute, but because they're doing something so amazing, we want to share that so that if you can support them in any way, um, absolutely go out there. We don't get anything from it. We just want to recognize people that are, I'm doing business in a way that's um, supporting purpose beyond profit, right? So um, let me find that clip and I will share it with everyone. There was no way we could have done this without each other. We can all come together, like use like our powers in a sense. We all come from different backgrounds, just different training. Here, the end of your normal workday concluded with seeing almost a thousand patients. The first and second day, there's just so many patients, thousands of people, which in general is exceptionally daunting, but we come together and always rally. I really, really think that I was placed on this earth to serve and make people feel better. When you're here and you're just seeing kids and you're reassuring, like that's exactly why I'm going to medicine. Reassurance is one of the most important things in medicine. Just letting people know that this thing is going to be okay. Out of nowhere, these seven incredible medical professionals show up wearing great scrubs and, and just like have a lasting impact on these people's lives. I just really enjoy watching people kind of like grow before your eyes and like really thrive to actually have the clinic run that smoothly like an hour into it. It was awesome. 
this fixed family. I just had the overall feeling and sensation that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in the world. Putting others before yourself is part of the job when you work in healthcare. But putting your working conditions, mental health, and physical well-being on the back burner? That's not acceptable. So, we're advocating for our very own bill. The Awesome Humans Bill, which presents solutions for some of the biggest challenges you're facing, including fair pay, mental health, workplace safety, excessive paperwork, training, and more. And we're not stopping until it's passed. We took a group of awesome humans to the U.S. Capitol to meet with members of Congress, to share their stories, and of course, to advocate for the Awesome Humans Bill. What we learned is that change is possible. You just have to fight for it. You've got our backs, and it's time for the world to have yours. The clap. <laughs> <laughs> I loved everything they were doing. And when I saw both sides of that, it was just like, okay, this is going to be a little bit longer of a video, but it's important to see that it's not just, you know, buy scrubs and we're donating scrubs. It's also, we're advocating for the healthcare workers um, and getting them more money, getting them. It's just amazing. So I, I loved what they were doing. Yes. Good job, Shanna. Right. <laughs> well, I wish I could take credit for that. <laughs> Good choice, Shanna. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Jordan? Sorry, what did you say? You cut out for a second. Oh, I said, what did you think about figs? About figs, did you say? Yeah, the company <laughs> that we about just featured. Oh, figs. Oh, I didn't see a video playing. I I, I didn't see oh. whatever you put on. Oh, you couldn't. So, you just, <laughs> oh. so in the past two and a half minutes, you saw nothing. <laughs> I'm sure it was amazing, but I just thought like, I was like, if there's a video playing, I'm just gonna stay here until they talk to me again. <laughs> we'll have to figure that out, Shanna. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know what happened there, but um, we loved it. And yes, yes. they were amazing. Um, <laughs> okay, we're going to go to a quick break and then I will, we'll come back with Jordan and we'll talk a little bit more about digital branding, social media, storytelling, the importance of all of those things. We'll get to spend a little bit more time with you. All right. All right. A wise man once asked, what if starting a business was like jumping out of a plane? And like 76% of businesses, what if 76% of parachutes failed before you reached the destination? What about those of you who have already jumped? Well, you may still have time to check your business. Pillar5.com, where businesses get it.
Jordan Duvall with Ignite Your Soul Brand. Tonight, we are talking about digital growth through heartfelt social strategies. And we have been having a very enlightening conversation <laughs> on everything we are doing right. <laughs> no, but it has been a great conversation. I know that I've learned a lot. So I'm excited to hear more from you. And, I, and I'm sure our, our audience will be thrilled too. So um, yeah. Did you have a, another question that you wanted to bring up, Shannon? Oh, okay. So if we're talking about heartfelt social strategies and, and, you know, especially in light of the video that you did not see, um, <laughs> they had a compelling story that they were telling. Um, we're sending out these awesome humans to these third world countries where there's, can y'all hear the ice cream truck? Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's so distracting on this side because every night and it's like 30 degrees outside. So I don't know why there's ice cream going around, but um, sorry about that. But the social strategy, you know, the part of what they do is they send people out and, you know, they're in the scrubs, of course, but they also donate scrubs and medical supplies to these, these um, places where they don't have that. Um, so they shared that video, told a story as business owners, we don't all have stories like that, but we all have stories to tell. So how, or what are some of the ways that we can share what we do with, with others? Great question. Well, I think there's a few different ways. And one, you know, you can tell your story like more from a street cred perspective. Two, another really great way to tell your story is through your values, right? And is if you understand what your values are as a person and as a business owner and for the business itself, then you can convey those values through the stories that you tell, because that's going to ultimately attract in the people that believe what you believe and value what you value. And so that's a really huge way that you can do it that I think is beneficial. And it really comes down to what makes sense to be talking about with your product and your service, right? Like, you know, talking about, are you talking about more of the the after and the hope? Are you talking about the before and the pain? Is it a combination of the two? So really thinking about the different layers of things about you and your business that matter and that you think will create that trust and create that connection. I love that you talked about setting the boundaries around what you want to put on social media. I remember I was part of a networking group and um, we would have to do like a seven minute presentation, you know, quarterly or something. And everyone would start with all this stuff about their personal life. And I was like, I don't want to share my personal life on all over the place. Like people just need to know the business stuff. But I, I felt like because everyone kept sharing their personal that I had to. And so I reached out to one of the other people. And I was like, do I have to show my personal life or, you know, that takes. And she was like, no, you don't have to do that. There's a lot of people that don't share their, their personal life. And um, because there needs to be boundaries around that. Really, there needs to be a lot of boundaries around that. And plus, my guess is it's causing confusion in your brand a little bit, maybe. I don't know. But that would be my guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, you know, have, if you have kids, it's a really good, easy example, right? Like some people, and this is something that I talk to my clients about is, you know, are your kids part of your brand? I have some clients where their kids are part of their brand, right? Whether it's like they're doing stuff around family or motherhood and it's important for them to share that. And then there's other people where 
that it really has nothing to do with their business. And they can choose to share pictures of their kids if they want to. But I think, you know, it's really figuring out, you know, do you want to talk about your kids? Do you want to talk your about your family? Do you want to talk about your relationship? You don't have to do any of those things. And I think that, you know, they're I, you know, my background getting started in business was in network marketing. And so there was a huge pressure to be sharing everything private all the time. And it was really exhausting. And I'm like, the fact that I do this or that in my private life has nothing to do with the fact that I'm really good at what I do. And it's just, it's not an important thing to talk about. I'm like, I don't, I don't need to share that. I can if I want to, but what you really need to know is that I'm really good at what I do and this is why, right? And this is how you're going to benefit. And that's that's really where you want to be leading with that. And then sharing anything personal becomes a choice. Um, some people are more open about sharing things about themselves than others. And I think when you create that boundary, right, it's like you you have to create that feeling of safety within yourself first before, yeah. because otherwise you always feel like you're, like you said, you're like under pressure, peer pressure. They did it that way. They did it that way. I have to do it the way they're doing it. But if you're like, no, this is what feels good to me. And these are my boundaries and you can do whatever you want, but this is, this is my yes. And this is my no, and this is how I'm going to operate. And if you're not interested, you're welcome to leave at any time, right? Like you're here by choice. So I think like really being true to yourself of what's going to feel good to you. So you don't feel this constant pressure all the time. Yeah. Tehran says everything's not for everybody and there's an appropriate place for everything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I have a question about like striking a balance between promotional content and engaging content because I've got to do both. Right. I think that's a great question. <laughs> and I think I've studied from a lot of people that, you know, some people are like 80, 20 and some people are like, it's, you know, 70, 30. And I've sort of come to my own piece about it is I run a business and I sell stuff. And in order to sell stuff that generates revenue so that I can do more and serve more people. So I'm going to sell stuff and I'm going to talk about the stuff that I sell. And that was a huge mindset thing that I had to get over of feeling like salesy and creepy and all that of like, oh my gosh, are people going to judge me? It's like, if I don't tell you what I'm doing, the lights are not going to stay on. Like that's just like, that's just like business math. Right. And so I think getting over that guilt. And so I reached a point where I was like, yeah, I'm going to have sales promotions like 90% of the time. And I'm going to pop in with something that I want to share when I feel like it, because I'm here to serve you. And I want you to understand what the service is. And I bet you there's a line of people around the block that be like, she's crazy and she's doing it wrong. And then there's another line around the other block that's like, all hail. So again, it's like, it's really about, you know, listening to what other people say and realize like, tactically and strategically different things are going to work for different people. And then, you know, if you want to get into like the inner game and the woo, people are built differently spiritually and personality wise. And so what's going to work for me based on my personality and just who I made up as a person is going to be different from somebody else. Right. Like yeah. extreme extroverts. Like my team's always like, you need to do stories on Instagram. I was like, I'd rather die than have to be on video every day. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to dance on video. I'm not going to make stories all the time. I don't want to do that. I'm not, it's, it makes me miserable and it makes me resent my business and I'm not happy about it. Mm. I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to. And so I think ultimately it's also realizing like 
You can create success however you want. For every tactic and strategy out there, there's someone that's made a million dollars. So go pick the one that you like and then go do it. (laughs) I love it, Jordan. (laughs) Get out outside the box, right? Yeah. I I think what I love, well, I don't know if it's mostly what you're saying, but you're really just talking about being authentically you. Just like be you, do your thing, do what works for you, show up consistently, let everybody know who you are, what you stand for as part of, that's really what your messaging is, right? We put so much thought into, I think, overthinking it, opening hook, closing thing. Are they engaging? Should I, you know, tag this? Like even t- on the video to promote tonight's show, right. I did like the paid advertisement from the bed of your business show. Right. And I'm literally going, are we going to have less views because I tagged it on that? Like I shouldn't even be thinking about that. <laughs> right? I mean, let's just talk about network TV. I used to work at a network. What do you think paid for my job? The advertisements right? The commercials. We are, we are built on a society of capitalism and commercialism. Like that's how things roll, right? Until we change the basic fundamental, that's, you know, you have a service or a product and you share it. And if you're interested, you purchase it. And if you're not, you don't. (laughs) The the biggest brands in the world have already told me 15 times today that I need to get one of their things on top of it too. And they're already one of the biggest brands in the world. Yeah. They still reminded me I can do my post of the day or whatever, <laughs> right? If Coke still oh, reminded yeah. me all those times, then I can too. Yeah. When I think you also have to not take it personally, right? You know, whenever I do a sales post, I don't get as much engagement as the post that's, you know, maybe talking about like my night out or like what I ate for dinner, but people are paying attention. And I think also, you know, I, when people express interest in what we offer, I reach out to them and I'm like, what questions can I help answer for you? Right. And I used to be like, I'm some crazy stalker and everyone's going to shun me and blacklist me and no one's ever going to want to talk to me. But the craziest thing happened. People would be like, I don't have any questions right now. Or actually I do have a question. Can you answer it? Or I'd love to get on a call with you. I'd love to work with you. And I'm like, Oh, this really is kind of magical. Like it's not so bad, right? It's like you walk in, it's like you go to a clothing store and the, you know, the saleswoman comes over and she's like, can I help you find something? Yeah, actually I'm looking for this or like, no, I'm just browsing. It's the same thing. We just get in our head about like, we just take everything so personally and feel like we're being judged all the time when really it's like, you're a business owner and you're running a business in order to create a successful business, you need to generate revenue. In order to generate revenue, you need to get leads. You need to talk to leads. You need to close leads. Business math. Like that is just like, <laughs> there's your MBA. <laughs> That's it. That's yes. <laughs> so as far as social media goes, um, are there specific metrics metrics that we should be looking at as business owners? Um, Are there ones that are more important than others? I mean, this is a great question. And, you know, there's people that are like, you need to have so many followers. There's people that have millions of followers that get no revenue, right? It's like, what is, is it vanity metrics? You know, I think ultimately, I think engagement is probably engagement with action, is really what you should be measuring is if you're putting stuff out there, 
are people engaging and are they taking action and whatever is that action? If they're not engaging, well, then you need to figure out what can you do to get them into engage. If they are engaging but not taking action, okay, where what do I need to do to get them to take action? And as a business owner, you may need to experiment on a lot of stuff. And don't kill the messenger, but the thing that you did six months ago that worked great may not work tomorrow, right? So, and I think that's like, that was a big blow for me to realize of like, oh, what I did last time that worked great doesn't work anymore because the industry's changed or there's stuff going on in the world or the economy. And you just have to have grit to go out there and just be like, I don't know. I'm just going to try it and see what happens. And like, <laughs> I mean, it's, not, it's not hope marketing by any means. You're like, I've done all the things, I've done the strategy, but now I got to put myself out there and like do the thing, right? Well, the market is always evolving. Um, yeah. You know, there are new players coming in and algorithms are changing. You know, so many factors influence what gets people's attention. And, you know, if there's someone that's hired like a you, and then there's someone who is like a me, uh, <laughs> who doesn't do anything or, or I'll occasionally post or what have you, uh, it, there's a big difference in what's, what's being seen and shared and shown and, you know, commented on. And if, if Natalie, who is always out there, you know, talking back to people, you know, I, I'm so thankful for her because, you know, every person that comments, she's got something to say to them. And it just takes a lot of the pressure off of me. So either get a Jordan or get a Natalie <laughs> on your team, yeah. people. This well, is what I'm saying. Somebody, somebody said something to me once. They're like, when you start to get bored of what you're talking about is when people actually start hearing you. And I think that's really key is, you know, it takes a while to practice and like refine and realize what is your expertise? What is that thing that is really your go-to thing? And you got to talk about it all the time, right? You have to really enjoy it. And, you know, like I've run different versions of my challenge many times and I'm just like, wow, you know, it's like I, I could sleep and like reiterate this stuff, but it was doing that over and over again that really helped me refine what it is that I was talking about. And it's new to the people that are hearing it. And I have people that come through and do my challenge one, two, three, four times, and then they're ready to work with me, right? It's like, you think about it, you watch a video or you read a book and you hear something new every time. And so you have to just keep saying it, right? And like if a mindset shift is like, imagine you're talking to your kids, like how many times you have to ask and reposition and bargain and bribe until they listen, right? And so it's like sometimes you have to just continue repeating it again and again and again until they're like, oh, I heard you, right? Because the first and, – and think about it from yourself, right? you may find someone new on social media and you go to their page and you're just like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know anything about this person. And then you come back and you're like, oh, that caught my attention. They said something that that was kind of interesting. And then, you know, a few times go and you're like, all right, every time I read something from this, this page or this company, I get value out of it. And then you, then you actually go and actively seek it out. So, you know, it's, it's a long game. And I think we're just sold that things happen so instantly um, which is not true, right? You have to be in it for the long game. Otherwise, you're just going to set yourself up for disappointment. Yes. And this should just be one avenue anyway, right? You shouldn't have all your eggs in one basket as far as your building and your network and all that stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, you have to figure out like, are you more of an introvert? Are you more of an extrovert? Right. If you're more of an introvert, you know, maybe you're posting less or you're, you know, really doing Facebook ads, right? So you're not having to be present or you're hiring someone to do that for you. If you're an extrovert, maybe you're doing more videos. So, you know, I think you can listen to what other people have to say, but you have to filter it through you and decide what works for you and not look at the other person as the be all end all. Because again, everyone has a unique map of who they are and what works best for them. And so give yourself that permission to say, I don't like that, or I do like that and say, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. And then try it. Right. And also give yourself time to experiment and see. And then from there, you know, you can decide I like it or I don't like it. I love that answer. My husband and I were having a conversation like this the other night and Jordan, I was basically saying the same thing about one of our kids who's uh, interviewing for a job. And I'm like, let him go out there, decide what he likes. And he was like, that's just spoken like such a mom. <laughs> that's what he told me. <laughs> He's like, he needs to do what I tell him to do. Right. <laughs> and I love it because it's true. It's like, how do we decide what we like? You know, we get to something and it's like, well, I did this thing or I have to stay in the job for 30 years because I, it's what I chose. Says who? Have fun right, with it. Right. I mean, it's marketing. It, it's well, I think it should be fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's marketing. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I guess not all marketing is fun, but. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think that's true. I, I asked my coach something earlier and I was like, oh, you know, I, I, I was doing, I saw this thing and they were doing it this way. Should I do it that way? And she wrote back, she's like, you could, but is it fun? <laughs> Does it sound fun? Are you excited about it? And I'm like, well, I'm excited to do it this way, which is nothing to do with how the person did it. Right. But it inspired me to do something my way. Right. And it's like, I'm not going to follow this, like their process, but I like doing it that way. It's fun for me. It's easy. I'm just going to do that. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it's wrong. It just feels good. And I think that like allowing that inner navigation of, you know, the answer, right? Listen to yourself. If it feels miserable and you want to eat glass, then maybe don't do it. Right. And I do say that with like, you may be like, I don't want to post on social media. You're going to have to eat glass because you have to be out there and show people, right? But you just have to figure out what works best for you. And I used to work with my clients in this capacity of like create a system that works best for you. Yeah. If, you know, doing it every day is good or batching it or, you know, recycling the content. There's lots of different ways. And there may be a season of your business where you're live and you're posting every day and you're on fire. And then there may be a season of your business where you're like, I'm just recycling old content. Then there may be a season of your business where you hire someone to post it for you or do it for you. Yeah. You know, I think it's being really in tune with what what's working best for you in the moment and being okay with changing your mind. Yes. That's so good. I love that. And, and we'll end with you, Jordan, on that. But I, because, because we do go through different seasons. Like I think about when I first had to start kicking up my social media marketing, it's because I got a neck injury that was making me not be able to leave my house and go network. Otherwise I was very, very much networking in person. And so when I had that injury, I had to shift towards marketing online to, you know, stay seen and to let people know what I was doing. And so that's what kind of did that for me, but thank God I had a way to be able to shift and pivot during that time and use social media. And now my health is getting better and I've been doing much more networking again, but it's true. We're going to have seasons like that. Now that I'm out there more, I'm not going to be creating more content. I'll be using old content. <laughs> yeah. 
So awesome. You've been amazing. Just so yes. much great information. You guys follow her on social media. Her posts are always going to teach you something. We put her um, website up there for you to check out, which is Ignite Your Soul Brand. Dot com. You can get your free essence guide. So Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. And um, I won't stalk you, but I'll see you wrap. I hope there was value for you guys. Definitely. Yes. Yes. yes absolutely. So it was great. Have a great night. Thank you. All right. So it looks like it's time for, is it, it's your boy? Is it time? Is it it time? is. All right. We're having a surprise special guest appearance tonight with it's your boy Fitzroy. Right. Hopefully no technical <laughs> difficulties. I'm going to bring him to the stage. Already. To <laughs> hey, can you guys hear me? We can hear you. Ah, nice. nice. <laughs> okay. So I figured that we could try to play the game one more time. Uh, but in, were you going to say something? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, in my head, so, I was saying something, but, uh -huh. but I let's could, go. I saw it. I saw yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So real quick, the subject today is going to be the top five most followed businesses on TikTok. So what do you think the top five businesses are? So just a recap of the rules. You guys are going to say or tell me what you think the top five are, and then I'll reveal what that is, and then um, whoever gets the most correct wins. Wait, the hey, top five businesses on TikTok? Yeah, can you give That's me an the... example of like, um, like how I say that? Like, I don't wanna say what my one is that I wanna say, but would it be like the name of a business or like what they're selling or how would we do Yes, that? so whatever the name of the business is, whatever the name of the business is, they so have a TikTok say, channel. I can't say wigs, selling wigs on TikTok. <laughs> Correct. No, that's not a business. <laughs> oh, yeah, we just started our TikTok channel. Fitzroy, come on. Hey, oh, you know, Fitzroy, you can guess. One. What do you think is what do you think is big? Um and this Netflix. is a this is good for if you want to promote on TikTok. These are some channels that you may want to follow just to see what they're doing. But what do you think the top five businesses are? This sucks because I feel like last week I was on top of it and there was so many. Perhaps, perhaps. And now I have no clue. I, we just talked about the fact that I'm never on social media. On social media. And then you pick this game. I know. I'm I think sorry. it's rigged. Okay. Could I just tell you when I was posting for the show the other night, I came across, across a girl who breeds moths for a living and I literally watched all her videos. Yeah. Moths? Moths, yes. M-O-T-H-S. It was very interesting. <laughs> I really just have no clue. Okay. Um, so I'm going to, oh, okay, well, I wouldn't know. I, I feel like you, we should be able to go with industry. I feel like you should give us a break here and let us go with <laughs> industry versus the person. I'm with Natalie on that. With industry, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know, the type of business versus right the name of a business. Unless it's or net like Netflix. I mean, Amazon, they're they these Amazon are business. Affiliates. These are businesses that you know. Oh, okay. Um, maybe one of maybe one been. of them are not, but the for the most part, they're businesses that you should know. Okay. 
Coke or Pepsi? Target. Ooh. Wait, hold on, hold on. Give me your top five. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, can we just work together on this, Natalie? Okay. Yes. I like Coke. I like Coke. I think okay, it's so a Coke spot Target. On Walmart. Walmart. Um, Amazon. I, I think you were right there. And um it's gotta be an alcohol. Um it's either alcohol or marijuana. It's gonna be one of the two. I'm gonna oh. say marijuana. I'm gonna say marijuana. Yeah, those have got to be of... okay. Um, Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> okay, man, are um. they still around? Oh, you mean for marijuana? I thought yes. you had the peas. <laughs> That's where she had a shops. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how do we do this, Roy? Okay, so what'd you say? Coke, Target, Amazon, and Jolly Green Giant. Um, and Walmart. we said Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. Walmart. Okay. The top five most followed TikTok businesses are number five is Apple. Ah, oh. oh, <laughs> didn't get that one. <laughs> As we all have iPhones here. Okay. <laughs> number rigged. four okay. is Gymshark. I have no idea what Gymshark is. Oh, is that like a fitness thing? Yeah, I it's like a so. oh, that's why yeah. I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you implying? <laughs> Dana's anti. <laughs> okay. All right. No, number three is Disney. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Wow. Number two, oddly enough, Red Bull. Oh, mm. yeah, it gives you wings. It gives <laughs> you girls on theirs. And number one is Netflix. Oh, I got Netflix right. Yes. You did say Netflix. Okay. Well Man. done. Well done. Yep. Yeah, I'm really Wait, just about Apple. You can look for us on IMDb, which is internationally <laughs> for Netflix. <laughs> Help us get on there. <laughs> okay. I need okay, heads okay, up about cool. the game next week. <laughs> okay, but I, I don't want you to research it. It has to be off the, the top of the dome. Well, yeah, but I need to know, like, what type of game we're going to play so that if it's social media related, I can at least go to the different channels. You don't have to okay. tell me which one specifically. Um, no, this was, I, I like that. I love it. Yeah, good job, Fitzroy. Yeah. All right. We come we'll back see you live next week. I will bid you guys adieu. Thank you so Thank much. You for joining us. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry about last week, you guys. I don't know what happened. Life happens. Technology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just call myself the winner for last week then. Natalie, okay. week, I'll just call myself <laughs> the winner. I, I think you fair. did last That's week fair. anyway, <laughs> We'll do That's the tiebreaker really next, next week. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. All right. We'll see you next week. We'll see you then. All right. Bye-bye. All right, we got like two minutes to finish the grants and the money minute. So I'm going to jump okay. into my money minute real fast. Um, so somebody had reached out to me. I had put a post around shopping for the holidays and someone asked me, where do you save your money? So I wanted to bring up a high yield savings account. Shanna's going to bring that up for you guys. Oh, if you go to Google, you can. Oh, I sent the link to you. Okay. <laughs> the one I sent to your link, if you could pull that up. Um, you can just go to Google, look at, put in high yield savings account and look at which ones are doing best. Couple things that you want to look at is that they don't have any minimums for you to open the account and they're FDIC insured. What does that mean? It means you're insured up to 250,000. I know Betterment actually is insuring up to 2 million. There might be some 
you know, fine line stuff you need to read regarding that. But go in there and actually Betterment, they're at 5.5% right now. That's their savings account. It's a high yield savings. So it's an online savings account. You don't have a brick and mortar you can go into, but there's no fees. You get a higher interest rate and uh, it's not locked up like it would be in a CD. Um, just, oh, did you see the link I sent you? Just put in, I think it was under invest in uh, Investopedia. Best high yield saving account rates for November. The link was on my phone. Sorry. That's okay. Um, okay. And really, that's just what you're, you guys are looking for. So just look, you're going to see, in fact, mine, my, I've had mine that I've been in in a little while. And after I went oh, back no, here, I was like, maybe I should, oh, there it is. I should change my account. Maybe it's time because the, the rates are so good. But if you can see, it'll say FDI and C insured. What's the interest rate that they're giving? and how much you need to have in the account to earn that interest rate. And a lot of them don't have a minimum. That's what you're looking for. I mean, if you pull up, if you're going through the, you'll see like I bank with Wells Fargo. I think that the interest rate on my savings account is like 0.35. It'll come up in the middle of it. And it just makes me laugh when you're around all these that are at 5%. Or if you look at CDs in the bank, they're less than 2%. Your high yield savings account are, are much higher. Um, and you're really just transferring that money back and forth. One of the things that other like, that I like about it is you don't have quick access to it. So you're not impulse buying it, you know, not that you can't just pay yourself back from your account. But personally for myself, I name all the accounts inside my account. So my my money's intentionally going somewhere. Christmas, you know, if, if I like when we go to Cancun, I always have a little yacht bucket because we're running a yacht, right? Little things like that to make your money intentional and exciting because it's going to someplace and then you're getting a better interest rate. So you can put your Christmas fund in one of those liquid money. All right, Miss Shanna Shanna, grants, grants, grants. Okay, so I'm going to pull up the grants real quickly. I'm going to just share the same screen that's over here as soon as it comes up, hopefully, eventually, maybe. Everything is going so slowly right now. But there are four grants that we're going to cover tonight while I'm waiting on this all to show up like it should. Um... Here we go. I'll pull it over to the side. That way you guys can take a look at them as well. Possibly. You get to see how crazy. Okay, there we go. Um, Tory Birch Foundation, the Fellows Program, $5,000 grant. Um, we talked about this one already. It expires tonight. So do this one tonight if you're interested in that. Women Entrepreneur, 51% more. Um, owned and controlled, 21 years or older. All of the requirements are there, toribirchfoundation.org slash fellows. Um, the next one is the American Association of University Women. This is up to $20,000. You've got until November 15th, but they've got several different opportunities there for women. Um, so just look at any one of these things on their website. AAUW.org, resources, programs, fellowships, and grants. The next one we've got is the Fearless Fund, Fearless Strivers, $20,000 grant. This is in conjunction with uh, MasterCard. So 51% Black women owned, revenue generating. They're looking for around $50,000 a year annual revenue um, formed under United States law, operating in the United States. This one started but they do not have an end date. So just go ahead and jump on that if this is something that you qualify for. Um, and again, it's just strongly preferred. So go ahead and apply. It won't hurt. They'll let you know if you don't qualify. And then the last one, 
Um, Walmart has opened again their local community grants, nonprofits, um, cyber grants, front door verified, and then there's eight areas of funding for which you can apply. So check out, oh, I put the wrong link there, but we will correct that before we get to, um, before we post it on there, but $250 to $5,000 for those grants. So I think that was it for us with grants. Awesome. Yes. So we'll have that on social media for you uh, tonight or tomorrow morning at the latest if we're just not able to get that um, straightened out. I follow a grant lady on social media. She said you should expect for every 10 grants you apply for to uh, get two. So that's your numbers game, people. Qualify for 10. If it doesn't work out, you know, it might be need a shift in the way you're doing things. But all right. So great episode tonight. Was Jordan awesome? Learned yes. so much from her. <laughs> she was awesome. Really enjoyed having her on the show. Um, thank you to everyone who joined us. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you, Fitzroy, for jumping on live with us and, and playing that game with us. Shanna, just thank you for being awesome in all the different ways that you are. We appreciate you guys. Do something today that will help you better your business. And we will see you soon. Take care. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now.